Hi, I'm Fontown. And I wanted to begin the first episode of my podcast, Every Little Bit Counts, diving a bit into the work that I do and the different modalities that I am trained in. I am certified in Reiki and as a medical intuitive. I am also certified in spiritual response therapy and as a life coach. Just kind of wanting to explain a bit about Reiki and medical intuitive because I leverage both of those modalities when I'm working with a client. And how that works is Reiki is connecting with the energy of myself, my high self, my angel and guide team, my healing team, as does the medical intuitive work, as well as connecting with the individuals that I'm working on. And I allow that energy to go through me and do the specific work that is intended on the individual. So typically you set an intention or an understanding of what that person wants to focus on. But also knowing and understanding that the energy is going to do exactly what it needs to do for the individual based on their needs. And while working with that energy, I am guided through different parts of the body, different parts of the soul, different emotions that need to be released, worked on pain uh, that may be built up, whatever is needed, I can focus the energy on those areas while also allowing the energy to penetrate and release what needs to be released. So it's a very interesting way to leverage both. I think both of them are very similar, yet also slightly different. And I kind of harness both of those energies um, when I work with my clients. And I just wanted to give a little bit of a story on two individuals that I worked with. A friend of mine had contacted me. She's very sick with COVID. Her mother was also very sick with COVID and um, was in the hospital. And both of them were very ill. And so I tapped into the energy I do my work remotely, so I connected with them energetically, and um, visions kind of come up for me as I'm working on individuals, so she finds this quite humorous, but um, I was doing clearing, kind of visualized a sheet going through them and pulling up all the virus and pulling it out of their system, out of their bodies, But also I was given a visual of putting an IV into them. And again, this is all visually, which shared with me by my spiritual team when I'm working on individuals. I never know what they're going to kind of show things or what kind of imagery they're going to give to me. So it's always fascinating. But while I was working on them, I felt it was important to give them nutrients, vitamins, essentials to kind of get their energy levels back up. So it was visually given to me as IVs 
put into their arms and a bag of solution um, going into their bodies. So it's it's amazing what what is provided, what is shown, and how things work um, on individuals. Also, sometimes when I connect to people's energy, I can feel their discomfort, their pain, or my hands, the energy pulls me to parts of their bodies, sometimes to pieces that they've never even mentioned to me that are having a problem or experiencing pain. So it's very cool to kind of see how the energy works, how it works on the individuals. But um, what was very cool to see is that both my friend was up and running the very next day. And she texts me to say that her mom was out of the hospital um, and released the next day. So both individuals showed really good signs of recuperation after I did a session on each of them. So to see how powerful it is, to see how these things work, is just really exciting to know that I can help people and to individuals and really understanding why it is that I want to do this work, right? Is the concept of going out there and helping people, helping them heal, helping them get through challenges that they're experiencing on the physical realm. And also sometimes when you tap in, folks can get very emotional which is the releasing process. So that energy may have found some trauma that was captured and held in their bodies that they needed to release or they are needing to release. And so with that, some of that energy works on the deep-seated trauma that is being held in your body as well. So there's so many different aspects of energy healing, whether it be Reiki or medical intuitive that taps into so many different levels of healing on an individual. And I find that so exciting to know that we have the capacity to do that and seeing results from people that I've worked on, including myself. I've done Reiki and and the medical intuitive healing on myself. Now going a little bit into spiritual response therapy, that's kind of completely different. Spiritual response therapy is utilizing a pendulum and doing dowsing. And there's, I have a portfolio of charts. And with that, the pendulum guides me as to what charts I need to go to, to clear whatever it is that the individual has an issue with. And so to give an example, a focus area that you could select would be um, someone that wants to clear financial programs, financial blocks. So you kind of tap into a specific intent or specific area, or you could say whatever it is that this individual needs at this time to support them. And that could be the intent And as you go through the charts, it guides you to the various other charts with these programs or blocks that need to be released, need to be cleared. And so with doing that, if you 
specifically state, I want to release financial blocks. Like it seems like I work so hard or I do all these things. And yet for some reason, money just kind of comes in and goes out. Like it seems like we're getting ahead and then things break and things happen. And next thing you know, the money's gone. And so I could do clearings and focus on anything that might be impacting their financial blocks, their financial programs. And I know not everybody is excited to hear about it, but, or believes necessarily, but sometimes this involves going into past life work. So there's obviously different opinions on whether past lives is actually a thing, but the charts do direct us there when it's it's indicating that some of this stems from other lifetimes. Some of it also can be inner child work where, you know, just experiencing what we've seen with our parents or family members it re- as it relates to financial, like were they stingy? Were they very overwhelmed with debt and constantly concerned? And as you grow up around that, you pick up that subconsciously and maybe don't even realize it. And so you create these blocks that keep financial growth from coming into your life. So spiritual response therapy allows me to go in through the utilization of a pendulum, going through those charts and clearing whatever blocks may come up. Now, part of the sessions that I offer is to do nine sessions, which are nine separate clearings on a specific area. And the reason that I do that is because sometimes there are various programs and blocks and it will only clear what you can handle at the time. So in one session, it may go through a variety of clearings And as you get through that, it's basically, "Mm, we're done. But if you revisit it the next day, it's allowing you to go back in and go through another whole level of clearing of those blocks and programs because it's saying, okay, you can take on another round of it. There's another layer of this that is ready to be cleared. And so by going through nine days of it, I'm able to get at a lot of different layers, a lot of different components of wherever you're holding it. One day it might be inner child. Another time it might be focused on past life. It might be some conscious things that you've been holding. And so there's a lot of different aspects of the dousing with spiritual response therapy that we're able to dig into, that I'm able to dig into by doing nine sessions on a person. You can always do a single session and still have a shift or a change. But as I tend to find with many things, there's a lot more to it than just the initial layer. So providing things and doing things in a way that have helped me 
clear blocks and programs is how I'd like to offer them to others to really have a substantial impact and really make substantial shifts. So that's kind of how the spiritual response therapy comes into play. And I tend to be guided as to which ones I need to work with at each given point in time. So a session might be, you know, we want to work on this and I'm guided to clear blocks and programs. Another time I might be guided to do the Reiki medical intuitive. And what I'd say more so than not is it usually wants to get the blocks and programs cleared with SRT and then go into the medical intuitive and start tapping in energetically. That's what I tend to find, but that's not always the case. And with the life coaching, a lot of what you're going to hear on this podcast that you'll continue to have episodes of are focused on areas and topics and tools and practices that I utilize for coaching people. But when I'm coaching them, my support team, my guide team directs me on what that person may need and what they might be guided to use for tools and such to kind of navigate through their life and what it is that they want to achieve. So utilizing all these different things is kind of how I do my work, how I do my practice and how I try to support my clients on their healing journey. You can always go to fontown.com and look at the sessions and see what resonates with you. If you're looking to get some support on your healing journey, as there's a few options available out there for folks that are interested. And there's one other thing that I wanted to do. It is basically kind of a a practice and you can kind of um, set it up as a game. So I'm going to finish off this episode with a little test, so to speak. If you have someone that you could do this with or or partner off with, I think it would really be um, interesting to see what your results are, but have an individual go and take pictures of objects, primary colors, solid objects like a candle or a cup, something that's not familiar with them in the house. So maybe while you're out shopping at a Target or Walmart or wherever it may be, but pick an object that's a solid color, primary colors. First, take a black and white picture of it. And then second photo is a color image of it. And you could do a couple of them if you really want to get into it and kind of experiment. Have the individual that you're doing this with look at the picture of the black and white. Don't show them the color photo yet. And have them guess what color the item actually is. And what I want to challenge you with doing is getting quiet and allowing yourself to listen to your intuition, listen to your higher self, and try to hear the first thing that comes to you when you see that black and white photo and tell them what primary color you believe it is. After you guess 
flip to the next photo and see what actually it is. And the process of that is to allow you to dig into starting to hear your inner self, your high self, that intuitive part of you. Your ego is going to want to step in. And your ego, if you want to think about your high self and your intuition, your high self wants the best for you. It's your natural compass that wants to take you through your best life. It wants to navigate you to your purpose. Whereas your ego, like myself, I have monkey brain, it's that chatter inside. It's that aspect of yourself that wants to create doubt, that wants to question things, that wants you to, it's the fear part of yourself. Like, I'm afraid to move forward. I'm afraid to be seen. What if it doesn't work? That's your ego. And so in this process, I want you to get comfortable with going, I heard my higher self, did I get it? Or did I allow my ego to step in? and keep me from choosing what I would have chosen originally. And the reason that I'm kind of throwing this tool out there is I want people to get used to listening to their intuition, listening to your higher self, because that is your greatest compass and your greatest navigator for getting through your life. And when you learn to listen to that, you're going to find that the steps and avenues that you're guided to take turn out to be the best things for your highest and best good. Even because I think sometimes, I'll just back up a bit. I think there's so many times that we have these red flags or we feel like we're meant to do something, but we don't move forward with it, or we delay it and delay it and delay it. Whereas if we had gone upon that initial intuition, we could have potentially alleviated a lot of pain or a lot of missteps or a lot of time that we could have moved forward and followed our intuition and, and been on our, our best path in the first place. So play around with that. I think it's a really, really fun way. If you have someone you can test it out with or do it back and forth, continue to kind of build that muscle and teach yourself to listen to your intuition. You'll be happy you did. You will find that if you learn to listen to that with something like a simple game or a simple test like this, and you start leveraging that in your day-to-day -day life, how much better your life will be. So I'm going to wrap it up there. And I look forward to you joining next episode of Every Little Bit Counts.